Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 101 I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. O when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 9 through 18. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. At the end of three years he took it. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. The king of Assyria carried the Israelites away to Assyria and put them in Halah, and on the Habor, the river of Gozan, and the city of the Medes, because they did not obey the, vo- the voice of the Lord, their God, but transgressed his covenant, even all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. They neither listened nor obeyed. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will bear. And the king of Assyria required of Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the doorposts that Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and and gave it to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent the Tartan, the Rabseres, and the Rabshekah with a great many army, with a great army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway to the washer's field. And when they called for the king, there came out to them Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebnah the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6-16 If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe.
command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which, you've, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourselves in them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers. Good morning and welcome to the 14th uh, Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 101, 2 Kings 18, and 1 Kings 4. And I did not miss yesterday's readings because it was a holiday, but I did miss Fridays. And so it's unfortunately becoming more regular. I apologize for that. I do intend to finish out the rest of this liturgical year, so through November 1st. Um, but it is, yeah, the the it's just more difficult with the rhythm of life here in California, at least for my family. Um, in Second Kings, we have this twin story of how uh, both Israel to the north and Judah to the south are taken. Israel to the north because they didn't listen or obey, but even in the south, um, Hezekiah, who I think is one of the good kings, who is told not to resist, not here, but elsewhere. He's told not to resist the oppressors that um, that God is, is actually working through um, uh, their enemies. And so Hezekiah um, uh, uh, appeases Sennacherib, king of Assyria. He takes all the gold, even the gold from the doors of the temple, Solomon's temple, um, and a bunch of the stuff from, from inside, uh, the Rabsuris, the Rabshakeh, and the Tartan, um, the, were, were given to um, the, the king of their enemies. And this is kind of a weird, if, if you are you know, any other person other than an Israelite or maybe a Christian, this just violates everything you think of. Like as a, as a veteran, I think like, no, why would you, why would you acquiesce? Why would you give? The, why would you put your hands in the hand of the enemy? But this is what um, is commanded elsewhere. Um, and so Hezekiah does it. And uh, part of the nature of God is that he doesn't belong to us. God doesn't like. We don't get to like call God against our enemies just because like it's they aren't deserving of destruction just because we don't like them um, we don't get any say in the matter in fact in Joshua and in Exodus when they're going through and God's on their side like that's not because they, the Israelites want that the Israelites want to settle in the land they want eventually they'll want to have a king um, and so their their own personal political interests aren't of much consequence to God um, you know the the survival of the of a temple that God didn't ask for, that Solomon just decided to build, or David decided to build, and Solomon finally did. Um, that's uh, a kind of capitulation. Like God doesn't never desired a temple. He always only told them to build a tabernacle. David thought it was right, and David 
has a special relationship with God, um, despite being king and despite being a thing that uh, God also did not ask for. God did not want kings over Egypt or kings over Israel. He wanted them to figure the things out themselves. And so judges rose up. Um, and so the whole political system that we're accustomed to doesn't come from God. And so if you think you're, if you're a king and you're, or if you're somebody who says like, long live the king or queen, or God save the king and queen, like, no. God doesn't save the king and queen any more than he does anybody else. God did not create monarchies. God does not, in my understanding of the biblical, if we try and justify ourselves through the Bible, uh, kings and queens aren't really justified. Um, and so, Hezekiah, who's Hezekiah? You know, he's no different than Sennacherib. Um, and certainly, if, if, if he has been told by God to not resist, and he doesn't resist, because that's what God has commanded him through a trustworthy source like uh, the prophets. Um, and so, it's this, it's a difficult reading because we don't want to, we want God to fit into our categories. We want God to go down fighting with us. The last thing I would ever have done uh, when I was, you know, in Iraq was like, you know, start giving the enemy everything we can just because they asked. Um, like it just does not, it doesn't work. It doesn't comport with anything that I've been taught as a, as a, certainly as an American, but even like maybe as a, as a human being. Um, and yet, the Bible um, is trying to tell us there's something there's something deeper than our own systems. There's something better. There's something more um, fulfilling than our own systems. And sometimes we kind of have to flush the toilet and let everything go down the drain. Um, it sucks, uh, but sometimes it has to happen. God still does try and rip things up at the roots and start from scratch. Um, not like in the flood, he's made a promise to that. Um, but God does seem to still hold to the idea that sometimes you just have to start from something as close to the beginning as possible. Um, and you know, the kings and the monarchy was was something that you know God was willing to try for a while. And I don't think that even the priesthood, like the I. I I won't go into any detail, but I think like even the priesthood was like, well, you know what, you you did you failed to be all priests, so now I'll just make priestliness, you know, a characteristic of the people that I am to call, and so Jesus is this untrained, perhaps illiterate carpenter who um, is born of of God and of woman, uh, who never becomes you know a power broker at the temple, never. Um, uh, is a Levite, but not anointed as a priest ever. Doesn't perform the functions of a priest, at least not the way that the people expect at the time. Um, and so with Christ, I think that there's a bit of starting over that's happening. Um, not washing away, not flushing down the toilet. That's maybe the, not the best metaphor. Um, but kind of wiping the slate to, to try and start fresh. Um, and if we think, you know, I said this before, in other ways, but like part of the problem of being an American or any 
you know, citizen of some state is that you may have to watch your own country crumble. Um, and that doesn't mean that God isn't in that. It doesn't mean that that's the end, but that our our citizenship pales in comparison to our our membership in the body of Christ. Um, kings, kingdoms, gold, silver, all of that is just chaff for the fire. You know, it's uh, that isn't what God is after. That isn't what we should be after. Um, and as difficult as it is to read of the destruction of ten tribes and then the exile of three tribes, uh, it's difficult. But that doesn't mean it's the end. That doesn't mean that um, that God isn't doing something uh, despite the pain and the tragedy um, and the you know the impossibility of understanding what might what good might be coming of it. A prayer for our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who has given us this good land for our heritage, we humbly beseech you that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people the multitudes brought hither out of many peoples and languages. Endure endue with the spirit of wisdom those to who in your name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law we may show forth your praise among nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity, Fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in you to fail. All which we seek through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.